Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. All right, let's dive in with something that you're going to use time and time again. And trust me, you're not alone. Gen Z, they have their own language thanks to social media and texting. So there's an online tutoring website by the name of Preply, and they did a study to see which slang terms parents actually understand. Okay, the words that we all know, Salty, sus, boogie, those are the slang terms that we do know. But how about DTB or pushing P? Okay. DTB means don't trust boys. Pushing P means pushing positivity. Hmm, isn't that something? So how does a Gen Z or tell a joke? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, IDK, BC, FML, LMAO. <laughs> Get it? Oh, I know. That was really, that was a lame joke. I promise they'll get better as the show goes on. I mean, really, even I was like, that's not a good joke. All right. On that happy note, uh, get set to boost your tech know-how because tech's in everything. And newbies, welcome aboard. Regulars, nice to have you back because after all, I'm Kim Commando, America's beloved digital goddess. And of course, you've tapped into the most trusted largest show about all things digital. You can catch my show. It's a slam dunk hit on 420 radio stations across the United States. Uh, we're streaming in your favorite radio app. Just look up My Last Name Commando. And for an ad-free version, check out the podcast or webcast over at the website, commando.com. Just tap that big old yellow Commando Community button in the top right. Yep, no commercials there. And a special hello to our listeners in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, and the Space Force in 175 different countries who are joining us. On the American Forces Network radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 is the way to join us. And let me tell you something. If whatever you're looking at is broken right now in your tech life, you can get it fixed. That's right. Reach out to my team of tech experts at getkimshelp.com. And if they don't fix it, you don't pay. So whether it's your uh, Wi-Fi or maybe it's your printer, you're trying to set up, I don't know, a new TV, whatever it may be, head over to getkimshelp.com. All right, every single day I go to, I don't know how many websites. I should actually count it. I know it's at least 30. I counted it, I don't know, a couple of weeks, months ago, I think. So to bring you up to date on five things that you need to know that's happening in the tech world. And for our first story, we're going to go to the UK. But this is also happening here in the United States. Her name was Menvali Ferguson. She's a hardworking single mom. She's got two daughters. And she decided, hey, why don't we all just go on a little vacay to Jamaica? So for 1300 bucks, she buys what appears to be a valid ticket on British Airways through a travel agency called Infinity Global Travel. So when she checks her flight on BA's website, everything looks great. But a few days before her trip, the reservation just disappears. And the airline, they say, we don't know what you're talking about. We don't have a ticket. So what's going on? It's all part of an elaborate scam that's happening online and all airlines are facing it. You see, there is a big difference between a confirmed 
reservation and a ticketed reservation. A confirmed seat is just a reserved seat, but it's not ticketed until you pay the full price. But travel agencies can legally hold reservations for a longer period, and that's how the scammers get you. See, the scammers are creating fake travel agencies and sites to lure you in with cheap seats and cheap tickets. And to get your details, you go in, you buy a reservation, and of course you give them your credit card. And then when you check out the airline's website, everything looks legit because it's there. But when the hold period is up, the reservation just vanishes, and so does all your money. So your best bet, book directly on the airline's site. Uh, maybe you want to use your credit card like American Express or Google Flights. Uh, don't be trusting these online travel agencies that give you a deal that's just too good to be true because it's just not true. Uh, number two on our list is your voice authentication. This is really interesting. We have all these different things about us that are unique. Uh, your fingerprints, your body odor, your voice. Okay, Your voice is totally unique. That's the reason why banks trust enough to authenticate your identity. And that's why they Google, Alexa, or Siri, they only answer to you. The problem is, is that now our voices are everywhere. It's on YouTube, social media, it's on your voicemail. And we even have hackers that will call you when you say hello. Okay, this is nuts, all right? Just when you say hello, that's enough for them to duplicate your voice. Now, the reason why I bring this up is that scientists at the University of Waterloo they have developed a way to bypass voice authentication security systems by up to 99% success after only six tries. So, you know, all the banks saying, I'm going to call you and we need to authenticate your voice. They just broke that whole system. Well, I'll tell you something. If you want to make money, <laughs> you ought to be in the cybersecurity business. Wow. Uh, number three in our list is really interesting about Amazon and local deliveries. They always say the hardest Part of a delivery is the last mile. And now Amazon says, we think we have an idea to fix that. So we're going to start seeing our local bakery, florist, tailor, cafe, uh, car shops, all turning into mini Amazon delivery machines. This is actually really, really brilliant on their part. Amazon's calling all local businesses to become part-time delivery drivers. It's called Amazon Hub Delivery. And if you're a small business, uh, they say you can make up to $27,000 a year on the side. That's about $2.50 a package. And each day, Amazon's going to deliver packages to your shop. And then you and your staff deliver these packages to folks in the area when you have time during the day. And then you get paid $2.50 for every package that you deliver, giving you just another source of income. Now, if you're interested, head over to Amazon.com slash hub delivery. That's Amazon.com slash hub delivery. Uh, next in our list, coming in at number four, is for everybody who has called me over the years and said, how, Kim Commando, how can I become the next Mr. Beast? How can I become a YouTube gazillionaire? Well, I ran across this blog over at HubSpot, and they were talking to a social media expert, a guy by the name of Jake Thomas, and he had some really good ideas that I wanted to pass along. And he says the, the first step to real and viewers is to have an epic title for that YouTube video. The, the title should hit one of three click-worthy emotions. First is curiosity. So titles like, I can't believe this happened, or my biggest regret while whatever it was, that makes people curious, and then also that makes them want to actually watch your video. Uh, next is fear. You know, five ways to lose weight within the next 10 days, or you can't afford to miss this, or what I wish I knew that somebody should have told me 10 years ago was stuff like that. 
And then finally is desire. They have to feel like they're missing out on something. So you want to give them titles like how to make a jaw dropping $20,000 a week on YouTube. So now that you have all these ideas for the titles, then what you need to do is now you need to go create the content. Boy, I'll tell you, Mr. Beast, if you haven't seen those videos that he's been putting out, Barry and I watched one last night where he puts uh, one person in a glass booth between the ages of one and 100 and who wins at the end. And Barry had never really seen any Mr. Beast videos, so I showed him this one. And then afterwards, he looked at me, he's like, the guy's doing a TV show. <laughs> he is. It's not just a little YouTube video anymore. All right, and coming in at number five, WD-40, right? What's going on with that in tech? Well, WD-40 should not be used around your electronics. And I, the reason why I bring this up is because I got an email recently from uh, Stan in Chicago, Illinois, who said, you know, can I use WD-40 to fix some of my tech? And I just thought, you know, maybe I should talk about this because maybe there are more stands around the world and around the country who are curious about this. Now, WD-40 is slightly conductive. And so if you spray it on your electronics, okay, it can create this conductive path. It can lead to short circuits and malfunctioning on devices. It also leaves a film once it dries and attracts dust and debris. Uh, obviously, this is not good for your electronics, okay? It can deteriorate plastic and rubber over time. And so a lot of electronics has the plastic connectors and casings and other parts could corrode it. So if you need to clean your electronics, yes, I'm talking to you, uh, stick to stuff that is made for that. Isopropyl alcohol, the 99% kind, dries up quickly, doesn't leave any residue, and you just want to be careful with that as well. And speaking of WD-40, I watched a UB-40 tribute band called WD-40. Let me tell you, they were a bit rusty at first, but they got better as the evening went on. <laughs> I told you the drugs got better. All right, coming up, we have a small business tip on how you can see your competitor's website traffic. And then how you can race things from photos the easy way. And of course, we have all of your phone calls. And you have me, Kim Commando. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And let's kick things off with Randy in Rutledge, Tennessee. Hey, Kim. How you doing this morning or this evening? I'm sorry. Welcome. I'm good. I'm good. What's going on? Uh, sorry, I love your show to listen to it as much as I can. Um, I was just, um, I, I, I'm fixing to um, be unemployed here uh, I used to work for a or CLM working for a, uh, a school a rural school district as an IT specialist and um, I was just in fixing to lose it and I was just wondering if you had any cause I like to stay in the IT field mm -hmm. I just wonder if you had any like advice or recommendations on what to try to try to stay in the IT field so Randy are you nervous Yes. Okay. I want you not to be nervous. Okay. Take a okay. deep, take a deep breath. 
Ready? Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. All right. How you feeling? You okay? I'm, I'm good. All right. Because it's just, just pretend. It's just you and me talking. That's all. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing in the IT field there? Uh, just at the school system, you know, I, uh, we made sure, you know, the computers were working. They were connected to the, uh, the, the Internet network. Okay. Uh, we were, you know, did printers, you know, just basic things for teachers and students and stuff like that. Well, you know what? It's a it's a great thing because when your computer, your printer is not working, that means somebody's mm-hmm. not working. It's a right, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a and it's not an easy job that you have. Uh, mm-hmm. I've done it myself. It's it's because users get frustrated, right? Right, yeah, uh, yeah. And then they they don't always give you the whole story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've asked them if they rebooted, and they assure you that they have. When you know that they have, oh yeah, okay. yes, I'm, yeah, I okay. bet with that. Yeah. Or, or I always like this one. They say, "I didn't do anything." Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Okay, yeah, sure, you did it, but you can't say any of that." Yeah. You're like, "Oh yeah, you can't, yeah, right." Just this big old hand came out and touched a few buttons, but that was not <laughs> you. Okay, that right, was yeah. not you. So it requires not just. Uh, technical acumen it requires mm-hmm. customer service skills and patience right yeah and smarts yeah. okay so so here are some things that you can do um you can look at maybe uh you know some freelancer contract work and that's where you're going to mm-hmm. look at sites like upwork or freelancer and uh maybe you could do some uh, software installation some troubleshooting uh you could start your own business okay mm-hmm. and where you, you're doing IT consulting, you could set up uh, computers, maintain networks, small businesses. Small businesses always need this support, always, Be- yes. and because time is money. And a small business owner, no matter what business they're in, they don't want to waste their time by, uh, by maintaining computers or getting making sure that their employee's printer works. And so what you can do is set up your business so that you're going to offer – your services for a monthly fee, uh, a retainer fee of, say, $100 a month, and that you guarantee that you're going to be there within four hours, and then you can charge them uh, an hourly rate, uh, or they mm-hmm. can pay for more hours per month and prepay for those. So there's different ways that you can set up an, like an IT business like that. Uh, okay. If you like the educational setting, you can consider teaching classes in your area. Uh, or working at a local community college. Um, there's also maybe some school systems in some neighboring areas. Local government, they always need somebody in this position. Always. Okay. So it's IT support for their operations. Um, remote work might be kind of tough because you're a hands-on type of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why we're not going remote as much as saying, you know, what can you do? You know, I like the idea of starting your own business if you felt like that was something that you could do, um, mm-hmm. as well as taking a look at school systems and local government. And also, don't forget, you need to continue your education. Mm-hmm. And this might be a good time for you to, at night, start upgrading your skills for cybersecurity. There's always a need for that. Uh, okay. And cloud computing and data analysis, artificial intelligence. You know how it, how it's going to how this affects our industry, the IT industry. So right. so so put all that down, you know, in your head, and then I want mm-hmm. you to start. What you can do is start just making notes to yourself. 
you know, what, what would you really like to do? And you don't need to, I don't want you to decide right now because sometimes when we need to make a decision, we always, we might not make the best decision because we're under the gun to make that decision. Okay. Yeah. And so that's why I think of in the beginning, some freelancer contract work. And of course, you know, you're still going to look for a full-time job, but you know, there's nothing like owning your own business, 100%, because you get to control your own destiny, and you sound like a really nice guy, and Thanks. nice guys can finish first, and you can do your own thing, and set your own hours, and have your own clients, and you can have individuals, you can have small businesses, and you can even consult to the local government. So it, this isn't something that you know, is far beyond the reach. So what do you think about that? That's all good advice. I appreciate it. Okay. I will definitely look into it. Okay. Are you nervous anymore? No, I'm good right now. Excellent. All right, good. Yeah. Hey, Randy, if you need any more help as you get this started, I want you to make sure that you just call me back. I'm always here for you. So many great paths to take, isn't there? Wow, what an amazing time we live in. All right, let's talk about photos. You have the perfect selfie, only to realize that there's a whole bunch of things in the background that you don't want. So at one point, we would have gone to Photoshop. You don't have to do that anymore. Google has something called Magic Eraser. You just open up your Google Photos app and you pick the photo, and then tap the edit button. And then from there, you have this Magic Eraser. If you haven't used this, oh, let me tell you, it is truly magic. It will automatically try to identify any unwanted objects. And then if the app gets it right, you just tap on the erase button, boom, it's just gone. And if it doesn't get it right, you can take matters into your own hands, of course. You just draw over the object with your finger to erase them, tap done, and then save the edited image. Once again, that's Google Photos app, and under the edit button, it's called the Magic Eraser. Hey, stay right where you are. We have your phone calls coming up, as well as how to password protect and encrypt sensitive documents. We're gonna talk about website traffic, and of course, you have more of me you don't wanna miss, Kim Commando. Uh, Kim in Brookings, Oregon. Hi there, Kim. Hi, Kim. Great to talk to you. You know, I had I told um, Marianne, I started listening to you back in the, I guess, mid-90s because wow. I had to travel for my job. And so I listened to my radio because we didn't have cell phones to listen <laughs> to any. So anyway, I was listening to you for a long, long time. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I do. That's cool. That's cool. So what's going on now? So I have both an iPhone and an Apple watch and I have a horse and I ride regularly and I trail ride. So we go distance. And, um, of course it records all of that is me walking and I'll be riding along and my watch will will tap me and say record outdoor walk, which makes me laugh. (laughs) And so I just, I called Apple. They couldn't seem to help me. I was wondering if there was a way to either turn off the steps or if I can tell the watch I'm doing a different kind of exercise, like riding, mm-hmm. um, because it screws up my statistics for how much I actually do walk. And because I'm an older girl, I kind of like to keep track of what I'm really doing. So so when you do go out on the horse and it says record mm-hmm. outdoor walk, like how many steps is it counting? I have no idea because I will tell you that it usually happens when I get to the first turn on my trail, which I don't think is even a mile, less than a mile. And it's like, it's like way to go, girlfriend. You just did like 10,000 steps in 15 minutes. (laughs) It'll show that like at the end, on the days that I ride, it'll show me having done like say 
19 or 20,000 steps. <laughs> and like I told Marianne, I said, I'm 71 years old. There's probably no day I'm going to walk that many steps myself. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> that's why I have a horse. Oh, that's true. Okay. That's true. All right. So this is what you need to do. You go to the workout okay. app on your Apple watch. Okay. Okay. And you're going to scroll or your phone. You go all the way down to the bottom, but do it on the watch. And then you're just going to say add workout. And then, okay. believe it or not, you're going to scroll all the way down on the list until you find equestrian sports. Oh. And then you're going to tap on that, and it's going to be added to your list of workouts. And so next time, when it says what kind of workout are you doing, you're going to say, oh, I'm Kim, and I'm so smart because I call Kim, and I learned about <laughs> equestrian sports. And so, really, that's as easy as that's all it takes. Again, just... Go to the workout app, scroll away the bottom, tap add workout, and then off of that list, it says equestrian sports. And then you're good to go. And thanks for being another fabulous, smart Kim in the world. All right, let's see who's next. Robert in Chicago, Illinois. And uh, basically, I'll get right to it. My question is um, concerning um, voice changing software. I basically uh, do some animation and I work with puppets and I film them. And uh, I've been using my family for the different voices, but some of them are getting really reluctant <laughs> to say, okay, fine, I'm tired of this. That, so, you know, um, yeah, um, they're saying, you know, they're saying, Robert, this was fun when it was a little hobby. <laughs> But now yeah. you're like a complete pain in the butt. So it's, it's getting to be like that. So I want to basically, I, I, I write this stuff and I, you know, I put down all the scripts and everything, but I end up doing like the voiceovers myself and then the puppets that I use or the characters, the animated characters, they're in my voice mm -hmm. and you know, it, it doesn't really work that well. So <laughs> what I'm looking for is something like text to speech software. And I've been looking, they, I've been seeing advertisements on the speech and they're supposed to give you 30 voices, but I don't know if it's really any good. And then there's a bunch of other voice changing where you take a character, you, know, you take a, your voice and you can change it into somebody else's voice. And I don't want to get too you know, into the weeds. Yeah. But, um, uh, well, you know, it's, it's kind of a fun thing that you're doing. How long have you been doing this? Well, the the animation, I, I'm still learning the software. It's called Blender software. Oh, I yeah. don't know if you've heard of it. Mm -hmm. And it's but if there's a learning curve to it. But I've been doing like 3D animation back in the 80s on DOS, and uh, I've been using Autodesk software, and I've been going through the the animating part. But the the, the puppet stuff, I just started doing. Right now, I've been writing stuff up, and just you know, a couple of years, I've been doing it. Are but, you uh, are you are you putting it up on YouTube, or are you doing live performances? Oh no, no there's. there's there's ways to do that. No, this is basically for my family's, um, just basically around Christmas, we put together like maybe a half hour uh, video of snippets, different short little things. Like I've gotten, like I got dinosaur versus a dragon and against the green screen. And they basically are fighting over each other. Mm -hmm. You know, they're basically fighting. And then a meteor comes down and they both end up laying on their backs. And that's kind of like, you know, just crazy stuff like that. And, and then, then, then do you say, like, after that, do you say, like, Merry Christmas? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yes, I would. But that, that, I would, this is the way the monsters ended or something oh, like that. Oh, okay. Right. And then uh, it, it's, just, it's a fun thing, but it's just for my family's use. Now, I might make a bunch of DVDs and hand them out to, you know, my relatives or friends or whatever when I'm done, just if, in case it, you know, if it turns out really well, that's what I was going to do. All right. Um, awesome. But, okay. But it, well, let's the let, voice stuff I'm looking for. All right. Let's do, uh, let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, okay. There's a couple of sites that I want you to check out. 
Uh, I hate giving these out on the air. So um, because every time I give out a website on the air, Robert, somebody writes me a nasty email. Says, oh, Kim Commando, that just led to a porno site or an OnlyFans no, no. webpage. I'm like, <laughs> no, just just email them. To me, I will, you know? because <laughs> okay, otherwise, otherwise I'm going to get nasty grams. And, and, it's, and it's always like not me. I'm like, I'm sorry you wrote it down wrong. Um, yeah. But there's one there's there's actually one that's nineteen dollars a, a month. And okay. you get 60 basic voices, you get 10 languages, uh, you get commercial usage rights if that's what you want. They have, I don't know, thousands of soundtracks. Uh, there's also another one that gives you 20 voices and then three voices with 20 emotions. And so so basically what we're going to do is we're going to, it's like a jump start. So you're not going to be sitting there trying to do this all the way. Well, I've been trying different different ones, but they they limit you when you're you know doing the free trial. Oh, like sure. I can only do like fifteen seconds worth of something. Yeah. And some of them are some of them are really cost. They, you know, I got one here that's like one hundred and forty three annual, and that's that's a real good one. I mean, uh, but it's real expensive. And there's a there's a couple other ones that are are, are tied to um, software that I already have. Mm -hmm. And I've been going in there and trying them and some of them are free. Some of them are good, but a lot of times they're very, uh, tinny or robotic and they really don't accomplish what I want. That's, that's the problem when you start talking about AI voices that they do, they have a tendency to sound robotic a hundred percent until it gets trained or you want to just put like some really extreme emotions in that AI. So instead of talking like this, you talk like this, you go down, you go up, and you give it different variations and before the AI actually gets it. Uh, two names, Murph and Lovo, in case you want to look them up, folks. But again, if you get to a porno site, don't blame it on me. Uh, Robert, hang on to the line, and we're going to send you links to these, and thank you for your call. And maybe you should do a puppet like with Kim Commando taking over the world. And then that would be fun. And then you could say... Happy New Year. I have to say that's one of the more unique calls that we've gotten on the show, a guy doing a puppet show. But you know what? I bet you it's just a lot of fun. All right. We all know that having data on our competitors is really good for our business acumen. But how do you get that information? Well, if you're trying to figure out how your competitor's website is doing as compared to yours, there's a website out there called Similar Web, And what it does is it will look at the data that it can get and surmise about your competitor's website, and then you can compare it to other websites. So what you have to do is visit this site and you can plug in any URL. Now, of course, there's a paid account, and then that's where you have other features. But the tool's competitive tracker feature is precisely what you're looking for, because what it does, it summarizes your competitor's incoming web traffic by source. So you can see exactly where they're getting their traffic from. And it's really interesting because maybe it's search engine optimization. Maybe they're getting all their traffic from Facebook. And then you have referral sources. And then you can see exactly what they're doing. And the data is directly measured through first-party analytics. Now, according to the site, what they say is that they use tens of billions of digital signals and blah, 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 200 top status scientists and AI, whatever this is. Bottom line is this, is that the data is there. Now, is it 100% accurate? I don't think so. Because when you look up my website, I can tell you that the data is not 100% accurate. But it's pretty darn close. So before you start paying for this service, just go ahead and just try it out. And I bet you may be able to get all the information that you need for free and to give you some idea. But if you need to dig deeper into your competitor website, then that's where you need to pay. I think it's like 200 bucks a year. 
If you want more information about it, again, hit the website, commando.com, and just type in the, for the phrase uh, competitor's website traffic, and it will just pop right up for you. All right, still to come, we have more of your phone calls. And then later on, I want to talk about if you have a really important document. It's a sensitive document. It's confidential. And how you should be putting this through the email system. Because if you just go ahead and send a Word doc through the email, it's like putting a postcard in the mail. Everybody can take a look at it. But you have to know the right way to password protect it and also encrypt it. So stay right where you are here at the Kim Commando Show. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. All right, before we go back to your phone calls, I want to talk a little bit about the Kim Commando newsletters because we've had email newsletters for so many years. And it was about, I don't know, really about six months ago now. I was like, we have to blow these up. They have to be better. They have to be more informative. They've got to be fun and they can't have so many ads. And that's when we came up with our newsletter called The Current that you can sign up and get it for free right now at getkim.com. Just one advertiser every single day. And you can read the tech news less than five minutes a day. You get two emails a day. That's it. And head over to getkim.com. Over 400,000 folks get our newsletters and they love them every single day. And we have folks at NASA, Harvard professors, MIT professors, uh, we've got small business owners, regular folks. I mean, everybody's really digging these newsletters. So if you're not getting it, make sure that you do it right now while you're thinking about it. Head over to getkim.com. And it comes with my spam-free guarantee. I'm not going to sell, lease, distribute your email address to anybody ever. Once again, that address is getkim.com. Getkim.com. Uh, Jeff in Pittsburgh. I'm having issues with debit cards being opened in my name, um, savings accounts being opened in my name, uh, in one case, an EIDL loan application being submitted Ugh. in my name. Annoying. And I'm trying to stop this from happening. I have all my credit reports locked, but it, a lot of these things are happening even though my reports are locked because they don't require credit checks. So I'm trying to uh, get the genie back into the bottle, basically. Yeah, that's tough. Wait, when did all this start happening? Um, about a year ago. Any clue on where it started or how it started? Well, I know I was part of the Equifax data breach, um, but then again, I think that was half the country was part of that. But. Yeah, I think we all were, you're right. Yeah, we were. Um, and so it's it's happening primarily just with online. You're, are you getting anything in the mail? Yeah, uh, I actually get, you know, the debit cards show up in the mail. Um, on the EIDL loan, I got a call from someone at the government who said, you know, they're trying to confirm something on the application. I said, I didn't put it in an application. Uh, but yeah, I get confirmation like letters. And like I said, I got two of the debit cards in the mail. 
and I have um, you know credit monitoring going on. Those have that alerted me a couple times as well. And then you you said you have everything frozen. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, with the mail, you need to take that down to the postal service and, and tell them you suspect mail fraud. Uh, okay. File a case with that. The FTC has a website called identitytheft.gov, and that's where you can file a report with them. Uh, so you have to, they give you a report. So if any open accounts, you can show that to close any fraudulent accounts. Uh, I would definitely sign up for identity theft protection, uh, whichever one that you want. You know, of course, the biggest is, is LifeLock uh, because they will actually okay. go in and, and help you put some of these safeguards in place. And that's really what it is. And, the, you know, if you sign up for LifeLock or one of the other ones is that they, um, you know, they're going to give you a person assigned to your account. And there are probably bells and whistles and switches that they can pull on your social security number and on your account to make sure that no identity theft happens. You might want to file a police report because you are dealing with financial institutions and credit agencies. Um, yes, I did that um, for one of these, but they really didn't do a whole lot, but I yeah. did do that once. It's not, It's really just to have it in case you need it. I mean, it's not like they're going to go try to hunt this person down, but you have a complete nightmare on your, on yourself. You do. Um, yes. I, I don't envy. I wish there was some magical digital goddess wand I could come across and say, Jeff, everything's swell in your life. But unfortunately it's not the case. This is going to be a long, hard journey, but I would start by, by really signing up for an identity theft protection program uh, that would monitor your personal information and alert you to any potential signs of identity theft. And they also have recovery services in case your identity does get stolen. Uh, but really what we want to do is prevent it from the beginning. Once again, that website from the FTC is identitytheft.gov. And of course, you're going to monitor all your financial accounts. That goes without saying. And I'm talking about your bank, your credit cards. And if anything happens, of course, you're going to alert those folks automatically. But um, boy, I don't envy you. This is going to be a really, really hard road. And that's why... Uh, this is a case where identity theft protection may be worth that monthly nut. Jeff, thank you for your call. Boy, now that's a nightmare scenario, isn't it? Oh my gosh, I'd hate to have that happen to me. All right. Imagine that you kept all your personal thoughts right on your computer. And if someone were able to read all that. So that's how easy it is for somebody to read a document that you're just sending through email. And maybe it's just being stored on your computer or on your laptop and somebody can just go right up over and they can just open it up. Okay. The simplest way to make sure that someone can't open a doc on your PC is you just give it a password. It literally only takes a second. Both Microsoft Office and Google Docs let you password protect documents. And they have a help button right on the menu bar where that will give you the exact steps. Okay. But you want to use a, not just a password. You want to use encrypt with password because that's the difference. Now, for Microsoft Office, a person can't open a document or view the files without the password, and Google does that too. But what you wanna do is make sure that that document is encrypted so that as it travels around the internet, not just has a password, that it's actually encrypted or it's scrambled up so when somebody gets it on the other end, that's when they see exactly what's inside that file. So again, not just a password, the command that you want is encrypt with password. All right, if you learned just one thing, I want you to tell three friends about the Kim Commando Show and the Kim Commando Day podcast. And you can find me always at commando.com. 
This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. Thank you.